I hope this Sunday doesn't mean that it's a one-game addition for Gardner Minshew to be the quarterback. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. If the Jaguars coaching staff is smart, they already know who their starting quarterback is going to be after the bye. This should not come down to a one-game audition for Gardner Minshew because that would be entirely unfair. And it would also just mean that everything he's done up to this point means nothing. It's a coincidence that this might be the toughest uh, game because it's in Wembley, it's in London, and the stakes are higher than they have been in the past, although the Saints are probably the best team that Jacksonville has faced uh, this season. It's, it's just not fair that this should be a one-game audition. If you think he's good enough, no matter what he does Sunday, should not change your mind. And that's just fair to me. But I don't think that it should be based just solely on whether or not he performs. See, there's people out there that are, are sitting here waiting for the train to come off the tracks to go, see, I told you, just so they could prove themselves to be right. It's not me. It's never been me. And uh, I get accused of that sometimes. So, you know, this is a, this is a rare opportunity for those that try to want to that may want to try to understand how I feel, even though I know some of y'all don't care, but that's fine anyway. Uh, but it, this isn't a case of me wanting to be right. I have certain positions that I take and I don't sit here and wait until it's painfully obvious. Uh, and I can admit when I'm wrong. I don't sit here and wait until it's painfully obvious. And like, well, that's well, that's right now. Like, for instance, don't sit here now and go, well, he's way better than a six round pick. Well, yeah, not, duh. We know that. OK. Uh, but, you know, Give credit where credit is due. I thought the coaching staff should have had a veteran quarterback because I thought because Nick Foles has never stayed healthy, that that would be a problem. And I thought the team was constructed to compete and you shouldn't depend on a rookie six-round quarterback. Okay? And I still believe, in theory, that that stuff is correct because even this staff goes, we, you know, nobody saw this. Nobody knew it was going to be like this. Right. Okay? But kudos to somebody for standing up on the table and saying, no, we think he could hold us down for a while. So now we've gone from that, he being Gardner Minshew, and now we've gone from that to thinking, okay, well, he's better than the other guy. And see, that's where I disagree, because we don't know that. And people say, well, we've never seen Nick Foles uh, do this in a regular season. Uh, yes, we did. Nick Foles had a, a regular season where he threw 27 touchdowns and two picks in Philadelphia. But it's just a coach in Chip Kelly who thought it was a good idea to get rid of not only him, but Shady McCoy and everybody else who's still running around making touchdowns and playing in the NFL was just grossly in over his head when it comes to personnel issues. All right. So let's not say that we haven't seen Nick Foles have success. Uh, we also saw Nick Foles have playoff success. We saw Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. So don't tell me that you know for a fact that this kid is better than Nick Foles, because now I think the people that think that, or being biased on the other side. What I will give credit to for some folks is the old uh, don't bench a hot quarterback. And uh, he has the mobility that Nick doesn't have that allows plays uh, to get off schedule. And he actually thrives when that improvisation starts. All of those things are factual and true. And that's not Nick Foles' uh, strength. In fact, he's not that guy at all. However, uh, you you just wonder 
if some of those plays where he's off schedule, the reason why he's off schedule is because of himself. I don't know that. I don't watch enough tape to understand it. And I don't know in the grand scheme of things if it's even relevant uh, due to the fact that what the hell does it matter? You know, if you, you know, if you didn't save a lot of money and then you walk down the street one day and you find a thousand dollars in an envelope and it goes unclaimed and you keep it, who cares whether you saved or not? You got it, right? I, I get it. And, um, and then there's the aspect of, of the whole public relations stuff and how do you do this without pissing off the fan base and how can you look your team in the eye and say that when you play well, you'll, you'll be the guy that's playing and uh, we're just going to play the guys that gives us the best chance to win. All of that coach speak and all of that stuff. How can you do that and, and then go take him out? All of those things are valid questions. But still, it comes down to a few things for me. And they ought to have their mind made up already. And it shouldn't have anything to do with uh, fans, headbands. Shouldn't have anything to do with six-round pick, uh, minimum salary versus $50 million. Shouldn't have anything to do with any of that stuff. I'm going to tell you what I think it should have something to do with. All right. And I'll lay all of this out for you guys uh, as, as bluntly as I can. And I'll do it, you know, and, I, and I'll admit where my, my personal biases are. And, and uh, just understand that my biases don't come from having uh, a dog in the fight. Mine come from precedence, experience, and um, that right is right even when the shoe is on the other foot. And I'll explain that to all of you guys in just a second. Uh I'm going to first tell you about my friends over at Roman, which is a men's health company. And they're changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off of your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. I'm sorry, that's one big word, LockedOnNFL. All right, I'm going to lay this stuff out for you in just a second. Folks, our friends over at MyBookie. It is the real deal. They take care of me, and I'm going to give you a chance to allow them to take care of you. It is the premium site for sports betting if you want to win some cash while you watch these games this weekend, whether it be college or pro. You can mix and match. You can parlay and do what I do and multiply those winnings. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag, and when you make your first deposit, enter this promo code, Locked On. That's right. Locked on. Whatever your deposit you make, they're going to double that thing, man. You're going to have twice as much cash as you initially put in when you use that promo code at mybookie.ag, man. It's where you play. It's where you win. And it's where you get paid. You won't have any problem getting your winnings. They will be uh, given to you uh, ASAP because I know you're going to win. We're not going to talk about if you're going to lose. You're going to win because we're winners. My book is winners. Locked on is winners. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to play this thing together. Bet on your favorite teams. And if those games are going funky for you at halftime, switch. You don't have to stay married to those bad bets, man. You can switch those things up. MyBookie allows you to do that. Go to MyBookie.ag and drop that promo code locked on and activate that double offer uh, up to $1,000. It's MyBookie.ag. All right. So, uh, as, as I promised you guys, I was going to discuss uh, what what my feelings are about this and and i know we've done shows i probably did this show a month ago 
but as we get closer to this game Sunday, uh, that for some people feels it would determine what their opinion is on whether or not the Jags need to go back to Nick Foles when they can't. I got a problem with that because I'm a firm believer in you having your finger on the pulse of a team. And if having your finger on the pulse of a team means that with a guy who has taken the team by storm and looked like he's headed towards the offensive rookie of the year or maybe even the rookie of the year as a whole, that has the attention of not only the fan base around here but national folks. For this team to say, all right, now if you have one bad game, we're going to take you out. I think that's bad, and I think it sends a bad mark. Now, one thing I will admit is this. They're 4-4, four and four, and if they drop to 4-5, and five, and if the team feels like we can't take chances on on losing a sixth game and we need to do something to, to make us go on a run, and we need to go back to Nick because by going back to Nick and switching to Nick, it'll give teams something different to prepare for than what they've seen with Gardner. And we go right back to where we were in week one where teams don't really know exactly what it is we're going to do. Okay, that's a better football explanation for me than telling me that you're just going to remove a guy if he has a subpar game. Now, if you go out and throw three or four picks, that's different. But Minshew hasn't shown a propensity to do that. So um, what I mean by not so good game is not one of these Minshew magical games, just just a regular run-of-the-mill game, and then they lose it because the, the other guy, the quarterback on the other team is a pretty good player. And it's a seven, ten-point loss, but it was a competitive game the whole way. Uh, maybe Gardner has some more uh, ball security issues or whatever. But it wasn't necessarily his fault that they lost, but he just wasn't the reason that they won. In a situation like that, I, I would hate for them uh, to come out and say, well, after what we saw this week, we feel like we can get better production or whatever, 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 whatever. Because now I think you're reducing and condensing everything down to to just one game. Which is exactly the reason why I want to speak to those people that want to talk about Nick Foles. When you say you know Minshew's better, you're gonna how are you gonna reduce you're gonna reduce it down to what? The guy got hurt throwing a forty nine yard touchdown? You don't know if he's better or not. That's what happens when you have a guy like DeFilippo that gets a chance to call his own plays without uh, the pressure from uh, uh, a head coach, which I think he got in Cincinnati. You get a chance to do things the way you want to do it for the first time. Sometimes in these systems, I wouldn't say anybody, but sometimes in these kind of systems, you have quarterback-friendly systems. When's the last time Andy Reid had a bad quarterback? Even in, when, he's, when he's had a backup in the game. Sometimes in these in these quarterback-friendly systems, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter who goes in, but I will say some people just do a very good job of, of, of making the quarterback look extremely comp- competent. Now, now, wait a minute. I'm not saying that Gardner's not special. But what I'm saying is sometimes if you're a good quarterback, you'll get, you get, you get sort of stereotyped or typecast as just being a system guy. I'll give you an example. San Francisco. They went down to three quarterbacks last year while Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. And what was the talk? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. So as all those guys started falling down, Garoppolo comes back and he struggles early. And people were saying, put the other guy back in. But now that Garoppolo's on a roll, now you see 
you know what it is you know they, they, you, you plug a guy in and and one that means you know how to identify guys that know how to play for you it doesn't necessarily mean that you're minimizing those guys talents as, as individuals it just means you know how to find guys that play for you mike shanahan did it a long time ago with running backs in denver doesn't mean that clinton porters wasn't special he was doesn't mean terrell davis wasn't special he absolutely was you know Davis averaged 1,800 over a three-year period. Clinton Porter's averaged about 1,400, 1,500. So then when they leave and then they bring Mike Anderson and all these other guys, and those guys are getting 1,100. And now people want to say, well, anybody could do it. No, Mike Anderson didn't get 1,500. Mike Anderson didn't average 1,800 over three weeks. But what Mike Anderson did was he, he got him 11, 11, 1,200 yards. And it shows that you can get productivity because of the system that you run. So I get that, and I understand it. And maybe there's a little bit of that that's true here uh, by just saying that, you know, we're just going to discount Filippo and what he's able to do. And then how he can identify what works for this guy as opposed to what works, works for that guy and how he may call things a little bit differently and how he may set plays up. I think it's a total disregard for the offensive coordinator when we don't understand that, you know, they may have they may have gotten to a third quarterback. And while he might not have been as special as Gardner, and while he not, might not have been as statuesque and could throw the ball as far downfield as Foles, maybe he would have still been productive enough to keep this team moving along. You know? I'm just saying. You, you just never, never, never know what the deal is. But I tell you who's supposed to know that. The coaches. The coaches are absolutely supposed to know. And they're supposed to have their finger on the pulse of stuff. Which is why if they know, they should already know. And it shouldn't be, the only thing this should be based on is what Nick Foles' health looks like when it comes back. If you're going to stay with Gardner, it shouldn't change with this weekend's game. Or barring him going out and absolutely stinking the joint up like Zoo Dirt, which I don't think he's going to do. Um, let me tell you why I think it should happen based on anything other than just this one game. All right, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to give you an example of something. But you got to buckle your seatbelt up and hang on for just one second, and then I'll get back to it. Okay, here we go, man. I'm going to let you guys know what I think, since I don't think the criteria for deciding to start a quarterback should come with what happens in this one game. That does not mean, and I know that got a lot of people excited, that does not mean I think they need to stay with Gardner Minshew. In fact, I'm to the contrary. I think they need to go with Nick Foles, regardless of what happens in this game. Now, now I'm going to temper that by saying this. I said, regardless, if he goes out here and has four turnovers, all right, and and Houston miraculously shows up and looks like New Orleans, and now you realize, okay, there's two pieces of tape out there where teams have a blueprint on him. That's, that's like the worst case. I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. The other thing that I don't believe is going to happen is he's going to go out here and throw for five touchdowns and 460 yards. Because by doing that, that would mean they would be totally uh, abandoned in the running game. The only way that happens is if something happens to Fournette, and then that's not a good deal either. So... For me, I'm going to be more balanced about this and say it's just going to be the, the run-of-the-mill game. 
or that that Gardner's had, and and running the mill isn't mean to cast aspersions on what he's done. It just means that whatever whatever the the sum of, of, of the average Gardner menu game you've seen, it's going to be that. Okay, it's going to be eighteen out of twenty eight for two hundred and forty six yards, two two touchdowns, and 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 whatever. And maybe they win a close game, or maybe they lose a close game. When you say Folks say when comparing the two, where he was picked doesn't matter. I agree. Doesn't matter. I don't know where Nick Foles was picked either. But we'll look at where Gardner was picked to where Nick was prioritized in free agency and draw a parallel between those two if we can blend those two together somehow. Okay. Uh, He was a high priority free agency addition. So that, that weighs more than a six-round pick, but that doesn't matter. I don't want that to matter at all. The fact that Nick probably makes more in two games than Gardner Minshew makes all season, and that number might even be higher than that. I don't, I don't know, but for the sake of this, it doesn't really matter. But you get it. One guy has a, a $2.2 million contract for the next for the next four years, and the other guy, yeah, he makes he makes way more than than Gardner. The other guy has a fifty million dollar guarantee. Okay, he makes about twenty two million a year. So yeah, he's making eleven times more in one season than this kid uh, is making over a four year period. But money doesn't matter, right? No, money doesn't matter. So if money doesn't matter. Where you were picked doesn't matter. What does? Do you definitively know that he's better? No, because everything that you're basing on, you're basing on what folks did somewhere else. All right? Uh, you, you can't say you definitively know he's better because you didn't see enough of Foles. You didn't see enough. And then the guy got hurt throwing a touchdown. So, no. Uh, and, and, they were, and they were right back into that game, by the way. It was 10-7. When he threw that touchdown, I think it was 10-7. It may have been 17-7. But I, I, at that point, did not believe that the Jaguars were out of the game when Foles got right when he threw the touchdown. When he didn't get up off the ground, I'm talking about the Kansas City game, when he didn't get up fast enough, that's when I was nervous because I was like, uh-oh, they're not going to beat them with no rookie because they're too explosive. Okay. I thought we would have more of a shootout because, uh, remember, Jacksonville didn't start getting any points until late in that game. They didn't get any points until late in the game. And, then, you know, that had nothing to do with Gardner. It more, might have had something to do with Flip just trying to make him comfortable. It might have had to do with getting the players to believe and buy in that, that the game wasn't over. And you'd already had guys kicked out and receivers were running wide open. And Todd Watch admitted they had a bad game plan. So maybe it doesn't even matter. But that's not the point. The point is with this. You have to wonder, can you lose your spot to injury? That, that's a big question for me. So let me give you an example. If we want all of these things to be equal, then look at Nick Foles. When Nick Foles is in Philadelphia, what's a higher priority? Him signing as a backup or the number one overall pick, Carson Wentz, who the Eagles gave up multiple number one draft picks for a lot of draft capital just to move up and take Carson Wentz got hurt. 
Carson Wentz was headed to an MVP season. And he got hurt. Nick Foles comes in, takes the team to the Super Bowl, wins the MVP. Come back next season, and you say, well, of course they're going to put Wentz in. Why? Because he's the franchise. Okay? He's the franchise. What did they sign Nick Foles to be here for the next four years? Franchise. But there's a caveat. The caveat was Carson Wentz wasn't ready. So Nick Foles started the season. He was playing solid, playing the way Nick Foles plays. He wasn't blowing the, the league away, but the Eagles had a winning record. They brought Wentz back anyway. And they were just okay. So when they brought Wentz back, they were just okay. So if you're Nick Foles, you've been through this before. So when someone wants to ask you, uh, what do you think should happen? Deep down inside, I want both quarterbacks to say that they want to play. But in this situation, and I'm going to keep going now in a minute. Hang on. In this situation, you do unto others as others have done unto you. If your expectation was the whole time, he's going to come back when he's ready, even no matter no matter that I won the Super Bowl, no matter that I'm playing okay. But whenever he's ready, he's their man. He's coming back. Then that's the same thing that I would expect to be applied here. Same thing. Even though you're a fan favorite, even though the guys believe in you in the locker room, I heard that people up there still talking about that. There were people up there saying, trade, Wentz, get what you can, and we'll ride out with Foles because he's already shown you what he can do. What did he show you can do? He showed you he can win the ultimate game against the ultimate team with the ultimate amount of adversity behind in the fourth quarter, converting fourth down. So when people say miss me with the Super Bowl MVP stuff, you can have the title. I'm talking about what he did. I'm talking about how he got there, not the fact that he has the the Super Bowl MVP because you're right, Joe Flacco got one of those. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what he did to get there. Have you seen the other guy do that yet? The way he hasn't had a chance, he hasn't had the opportunity to do it. But that that's that's my point is like, which side of this thing are you on? And I know there are two different organizations, but the one thing about the NFL is they're all copycats and they have a standard way of doing things. So the standard way of doing things is you get the guy's job back. Okay, so here's what happened up there. The guy got his job back. Guy got hurt again, right? Four steps in and is a drop ball away from them going right back to the NFC Championship. I saw the game. It was on the road against the New Orleans Saints where Alshon Jeffrey dropped a pass that hit him right in his hand. And I think Philly the next week would have gave the Rams everything that they wanted and probably would have been right back in the Super Bowl facing the Patriots. So, you know, that's the, that's the way I see it. If we don't think the fact that he's a rookie should matter, you're right, it shouldn't matter. If we don't think the money shouldn't matter, you're right, the money should matter. So there's people that believe, well, you're paying them all that money, you can't sit them on the bench. Yeah, you can. You can sit them on the bench. That shouldn't matter either. What should matter is asking themselves a question. Who do we think gives us the best chance to not only win the following game, but who gives us the best chance to make a run not only to the playoffs, but through the playoffs and have a chance to win a Super Bowl with the defense and the the weapons and wide receiver that we have and this running back? Who? That's what it should come down to. It shouldn't come down to anything else. Who? It doesn't matter about money. If, if he loses if he loses and doesn't play well, I don't want to hear that he's a rookie. 
Because remember, he, the fact that he's a rookie doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want to hear well, you know, he was only a six-round pick. So I don't. When you're trying to win something, I don't care about money. If you don't care about Nick Foles' money, I don't care about Gardner Mitchell's money. If you don't care how about how they got Nick Foles, I don't care how Gardner. All I care about is this: Are you going to win? Can you win? And what is the most surefire way of getting to that title? That is it. If you want to eliminate all of the things about priorities and where they were picked, you know, it works both ways. I don't care that he was a six-round pick. I don't care that he's overachieved uh, or, or outperformed that. I don't care that he's outperformed his money. I don't care about any of that stuff. I really, really don't. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't. I, I, I don't. All I care about is this. Who do you think? Who do you believe? And who do you think the Jaguars coaching staff believes whether it's based on gut or whether it's based on what they've seen has enough to get them there now if this roster was a little bit weaker if they weren't as good defensively if the offensive line was wrecked if the receivers if, if no one had developed like dj charcas and they didn't go out and get chris conley and the receivers are out there still trying to figure it out then you might want to make a decision because you don't you may not think you can win it but i think that there's an opportunity here and 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 guess what it doesn't eliminate the other opportunities Gardner's going to be here for a long time he'll be here way past nick Foles will be gone when Gardner Minshew is around here electrifying this city but i mean right now today you got to believe that you have a chance to beat anybody in the afc who do you think gives you the best chance to do it? That's what I think the Jaguars coaching staff needs to be basing it on. And if they roll Gardner Minshew out there, it better not be because of no fans. It better not be because, well, the hot hand. It better not be. If you tell me, okay, we're going to roll him out here, right? Because he's the hot hand. We're going to leave him there until he gets cold. And then guess what? We got the ultimate guy who's done this before and come back who can get us over the hump. That's fine. But you better not pull yourself out of playoff position. Him getting cold better not be the reason why you don't have a wild card. It's a tough decision, I know, but one that should be done with common sense and logic and not just for the sake of making somebody happy. It's your man T-Way with Friday, man. We'll know more. Wembley Stadium, 930 in the morning. Uh, Houston Texans uh, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good luck, Jags.